Please, don't die over that neighborhood that your mom has written. Let's go. Welcome back to House Rich, the first time home by show where we help millennials figure out where do I get started in real estate and how to build generational wealth. Today's topic is how to actually keep grandma's home in the family, like some actual tangible steps. Because folks talk about it, but they provide very few details on how to actually execute. So we're going to talk about a situation if you have like the credit to purchase the home, but not the funds, and a situation where you may not have the funds or the credit to purchase the home. So we'll break down both of those scenarios. Today's intro was inspired by Brooklyn philosopher Sean Corey Carter III. Let's go. Like folks can with these posts, don't sell grandma's home, that's hustling backwards. Black folks, stop selling grandma's home. Well, okay, what are some actual steps that this person can take to not sell grandma's home if they're going through like a financial hardship or they feel like they have no other choice? It's kind of like if a nutritionist just posts, hey, if you want to lose weight, eat right and work out. Well, yeah, duh, I know that. But you know, what if I'm, I'm gluten free? Or what if I, I hurt my leg and I can no longer run? Like, what are some actual steps for my specific situation that I can actually take in order to execute on this platitude you put out there? That's the difference between like basically amateurs, experts, and folks just like digging for likes. So let's get into some actual steps on how to not sell grandma's home. So the first thing you can do is use a gift of equity. And so a gift of equity is just what it sounds like. The person selling the home, grandma or whoever in the family, can gift equity to the person buying the home to cover the down payment and closing costs. And so there's basically two requirements for this is one, it has to be a sale between family members. And two, it has to be someone has to be actually living in that property. Like someone can't just you can't just sell it to like uh, the grandson and then they use it as a, as a rental property. The whole goal is to keep that property within the family. And so I'm going to run through a scenario for you to talk about how you can actually use the gift of equity, right? So let's say that grandma has $100,000 left on the mortgage and let's say the property is worth $300,000. With a gift of equity, you can use up to 80% of the home's value when going through this process, right? And so in this scenario, 80% of $300,000 is $240,000. So the mortgage is $100,000, so that needs to be paid off in the transaction. And there's up to $240,000 in value of the home. And so $240,000 minus $100,000, there's basically $140,000 in equity that you can play with and gift to the person buying the home, right? So let's run through this actual scenario here. So, so you don't want to buy the home for exactly what's left on the mortgage for two reasons. One, you want to, if you can, you want to use some of the equity in the home to actually put down 20%. And also you want to make sure that grandma, if need be, is getting some money back in this situation. So like in this scenario, I would recommend listing the home for like 140,000. There's two reasons. One, it gives you an opportunity to put 20% down on the home. Because once again, your lender is looking at the the down payment based on the loan amount, not the actual value of the home. So if you list it for 140, 20% of that is $28,000. And so you also got to factor in like closing costs too. In the state of Texas, your closing costs may be about $7,000. So it's going to take 28 plus seven, so $35,000 for this person to purchase a home. So once again, we have $140,000 in equity to play with. And so 
In this scenario, like grandma could gift the person $35,000 in equity and that will cover the down payment and the closing costs. And so you take that, so we have 140, we're going to back out $35,000. So now we're at basically $105,000 grandma would have when it all said and done. And for the purpose of this transaction, I've, in, I've ignored all seller fees and stuff like that. So basically when it's all said and done, list price 140 minus 135, 105. And so to pay off the mortgage, grandma would have $5,000 left in that scenario. And so you can kind of see, we only played around with $35,000 in equity. Potentially like you could sell the home for $200,000, you know, you know, put down 20%, which is $40,000. And then, you know, $7,000 in closing costs. And then grandma could get like, you know, $50,000 back or something like that in the transaction to maybe go towards, you know, medical bills, maybe to go off to pay off uh, back taxes. Because maybe grandma's old and sick and it's better for her to be like in a retirement home. So you can use that gift of equity, put some money in her pocket as well. And uh, grandma wants to, obviously, you're, you're in the family. She can gift you money back as the seller as well to do whatever you please with after the transaction. So that's one way to actually keep the property in the family is through a gift of equity. And there's a lot of ways to play around with that, but you do have to qualify for the mortgage like you would any normal mortgage. So now let's talk about a situation where you may not have the credit to purchase the home. And so the next topic is seller financing. But one more thing as far as a gift of equity, like another scenario is Grandma Bay being in a situation where she's very behind on the, the mortgage. Maybe it's going toward foreclosure. So that uh, basically the gift of equity, getting a new mortgage and paying it off is basically another way to maybe get her out of a bad financial situation where the home is going to be foreclosed and go to the bank. All right, so seller financing. So this is a situation where it's what it sounds like. It's financing between a seller and an owner. So there's really no mortgage guidelines in the places. So this may be a scenario where you want to take over the property, but you don't necessarily, you don't have the money, but you also don't necessarily have the credit as well. So it's just whatever you want to draw up with the seller, how seller financing works. So typically if someone you don't know, the terms may be a little bit more, maybe it may be a little bit more important, but what you're looking for in the situation with seller financing is one, is basically you want to be able to give like grandma, whoever owns the home, basically, a monthly payment that's more than their mortgage, right? And so let's say their mortgage is a thousand dollars. You may want to negotiate seller financing that may be like maybe like fifteen hundred dollars, kind of like a win-win situation for you and the seller. And the reason for that is obviously you don't want her to be in the hole, you want her to have money to pay off the mortgage. And maybe like she wants to to move somewhere, and so maybe that five hundred dollars can help towards I know retirement homes are expensive, but you know, maybe that five hundred dollars can help towards a retirement home or something like that, or another or a better living situation for grandma. So essentially how the legality of seller financing works is the grandma, whoever still has the mortgage, you get to be on the, the title of the home, but the note, the financing note is secured against the property. So if for some reason, like you stop paying the, the mortgage or, or whatever happened in theory, grandma could foreclose on you and take the property back. So that's kind of high level how seller financing works. But yeah, it's just seller financing. You just can draw up the terms in the dirt. You're really just looking for um, whatever the terms are to be more than whatever the debt that grandma's paying. So that's two scenarios where you can actually keep grandma or whoever's home in the family. So for the second option, seller financing, you don't have to have any relation to the seller. You don't have to be living in the property either. So like I said, it's a little bit more loose. So hopefully you got some value out of that. So I would say share this with a friend, especially in the community, because there's just so much platitudes and, and 
no actual non-steps on how to actually do this. So I know this can help somebody. I didn't actually learn about this until I'd have been in the mortgage industry for like, I think like two or three years when I first heard about that. So I know there's definitely civilians that don't know about that. So um, appreciate you watching. Tell a friend to tell a friend. And if you want a little bit to dive a little bit more deeper into topics, join my first time home bar community. You can click the link down below and uh, join a community of people that are going through the same challenges, uh, sharing wins that you may be as well in the home buying process. And uh, if you're watching YouTube, if you're not subscribed, you watch this whole video, you definitely should subscribe. And if you're listening on the podcast, leave a review. It helps me very light. It actually helps me get like bigger and cooler and doper guests the more, um, the more uh, stuff I get on that. So that is it. Byland rumor has it they're not making any more of it.